Videos passe at Damien Keys one hashtag verse TV two two seven C trade in the music video because the music video is dead. Look, I know people are going to hate this because of tradition, but bear with me, right? Let's say you go and spend your time and money on making a really cool music video. What are you going to do with it? You're going to put it on MTV? You're going to put it on VH1? Are you going to go and put it on Top of the Pops, which ended in 2006 when Snow Patrol killed it off with chasing cars? So therefore, the answer becomes... YouTube. Well, I'll put it on YouTube. Great. You're going to put it on YouTube, but YouTube isn't pushing it out. So what are you going to do? Well, I have to put some money into it. You are now paying people to watch your music video. But there is a better way. The solution right now is using that time and budget not to make one music video, but to spend that four or eight hours shooting enough content to make one, two or three months worth of social media content, which will get seen by new people. All right, he's right, and I will say, a friend of mine told me like a year ago, a year and a half ago, or whatever, that exact thing. He, he said that exact thing, and it was difficult for me to receive that, particularly being again a geriatric millennial, an older millennial, because the music video was like a huge part of our childhood. You know, come rushing home from school to check out TRL or watch, um, I almost said Fifty Shades of Black, <laughs> 106 in Park, you know, rush and just those sort of things like we grew up on that so to hear that the music video is dead that was tough to receive but both of them are right and i i think i i hadn't thought about music videos as like a tool of promotion for the artist i was just like oh it's this cool creative thing that's just out here always but being a tool of promotion for an artist, it makes sense because one, artistically, even good artists, even great artists nowadays, it's like when it comes to the music video, everybody's doing the exact thing. It's the same scenarios. Like even when somebody does something revolutionary, it's because they're copying something old and putting themselves in it. So it's like, hey, I'm recycling this new thing, or I'm recycling this old thing, so now it looks new because I'm in it. Yay! <laughs> you know, so I, I, I get that. And also, as far as him saying creating social media content, yes, nowadays, reality TV shows are king and king and queen, or queen and king, or a gender non-binary uh, leader, period, you know? And people do like seeing alternatives, re alternative realities, 
you know, alternatives to their own reality. And just like us, you know, hashtag Verse TV and all the other podcasting brothers and sisters out there, you know, presenting honest, you know, life experience. People that that stuff that there's an audience for that. And that's why instead of doing the music video, putting that into some sort of social content is actually cool, you know? And I'm not saying do a podcast. I'm not saying do stuff like that. I'm just saying, you know, like you can be creative, just something, something, something different. Basic complexity. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Let me first say, yes, uh, it's unfortunate, but yeah, music videos are probably on the way out. And really, really with us, I want to say it was at some point in the 90s, music videos got a huge shakeup when Michael Jackson came out with the song Scream with Janet Jackson. The music video for that song was just on a whole different level. And that was just, I don't think that's ever been replicated like it was then because there was a huge rollout. Now, um, like I said, honestly, I think it's sad, but on, I'm sorry, but unfortunately, it's true at the same time. Um, yeah, music videos, they had their run, but it's kind of on the way out. That's what I've. And from my one squared, I will first agree with you. And it's unfortunate, but um, yes. And like he said, Ah, it, it almost felt like he was shading our MTV and VH1 and Top of the Pops. Like, that's for old people, you know? And he might have been a fellow millennial just like us. I don't know, because I saw a little bit of gray up there, because us <laughs> geriatric millennials have a little bit of gray now. You know, darn right. Shoot. And it's like, it is what it is, whatever. And also, I, I did want to say, as far as reality shows being the thing, I remember in my old singing group, when we first were starting, like I was like, oh, this the reality TV show thing is taking off. What we should do, what we should do is 
make a reality TV show of making of the group and what we're going through in our process and just put it on YouTube. And if we did that, we probably would have made it because there is a time in YouTube that anybody who did whatever, if you did it consistently, you would make it. And th that's how it was back in the day. Whatever you did, if you were consistent, you made it. You were a star. And it, it's, anyway, I, I I just didn't get it, though, at that time. Like, I had my channels and stuff, but I was like, mm, I don't I don't know about this YouTube thing. I guess I can do it from time to time, just for kicks. Anyway, but whatever. Um, my one sentence is, I feel his point was wise, but, oh, well, and the big wigs today are not eager to back non-proven winners. So they will keep recycling the same old winners until people stop supporting the old stuff being recycled at us. But because the big wigs at the record companies, quite frankly, want to keep things, they want guaranteed wins, they'll just keep recycling the same old thing. Right. Basic complexity. Um, oh, wait a minute. No, you're, you're uh, one squared. Wow. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. All right. So basically, in general, and I hope we're all aware of this, that times change and we got to kind of change along with it. Because yeah, it's not gonna work for you staying in the exact same place doing the exact same thing for the next I don't know, 15, 20 years. You're gonna be forgotten, thrown to the back of the bus. Yeah. I, I know how that sounded. <laughs> it, it, it's, what's funny is it did sound awful, horribly. And it's like, when you said it, I was like, everybody makes a joke about that. People just don't know stuff. But the fact that you acknowledged it, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> anything can be a joke it's like okay true but w whatever <laughs> i'm glad you caught yourself kind of i guess i don't know the hashtag verse tv family yes or no question is do you think that indie artists presenting their own free-form visual art will lead to networks 
presenting more indie artists, non-traditional works. All right. And part D, which is a two, D is two videos. Don't let me forget. All right, are you ready for part D? All right. Hashtag new attitude at underscore individualist hashtag verse TV 227D. Let me tell you something. Dating in your 40s has a totally different standard than it did than when you were in your 20s and in your 30s. My expectations are higher, my patience is lower, and my hormones are out of control. And I don't have time for the bullshit. I mean, I just turned 42 and the first sign of a red flag and I'm out. So these are just a few things that I expect at my age of 42 while gay and dating. If we exchange phone numbers, yeah, I like a lot of communication, like go overboard. I want a good morning text and a phone call, a good afternoon text and a phone call, and a long drawn out conversation at night before we go to bed. I don't mind falling asleep on the phone. And one of my love languages is definitely quality time. Yeah, I want to spend a lot of time with you, go on a lot of dates and get to know each other. Um, a vacation on the first date is completely fine with me. Also, if I want to spend time with you and you want to spend time with your friends, that's going to be a no-go because if you've had these friends your entire life, they can wait. At my age, I'm not only looking for a husband, I want a best friend and a business partner because if it, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So I don't mind you asking me what my credit score is. I mean, I'm going to tell you, it ain't the best right now, but we're going to get it right together. And finally, don't be alarmed when I say I want to be married anywhere from three months to a year and I want kids. I mean, time is ticking. What's up? And if you are into older men, understand that dating older men comes with older men responsibilities. And um, I ain't nobody's sugar daddy. And though I'm middle-aged, I like active men. We're not going to lay around, eat bread, and get fat and sassy. So now, you tell me, what are you looking for at your age? Hmm. Can't believe we're older men now. <laughs> Hashtag addition D at women mentors. Hashtag Verse TV 227D. Have you got the nerve to stand there and expect me to believe that you don't want to marry my son for his money? It's true. Then what do you want to marry him for? I want to marry him for your money. Fair. Oh, Lorelei. Don't you see? That's why we have to have his consent, silly. Well, at least we're getting down to brass tacks. You admit that all you're after is money. No, I don't. Aren't you funny? Don't you know that a man being rich is like a girl being pretty? You might not marry a girl just because she's pretty, but my goodness, doesn't it help? And if you had a daughter, wouldn't you rather she didn't marry a poor man? But I was... You'd want her to have the most wonderful things in the world and to be very happy. Oh, why is it wrong for me to want those things? Well, I concede that... Say, they told me you were stupid. You don't sound stupid to me. I can be smart when it's important. <laughs> she said, I can be smart when it's important. <laughs> and then it cut off. It's complexity. <laughs> well, first of all, at least speaking on the second video, that was hilarious. And I live, I will always love Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> but, um, yeah, all right. So, 
going back to the first one, um, I would say that I agree and disagree with them at the same on some things. Um, then I, first off, I would. I'm like two or three years younger than him, but I'm sorry, two or three years younger than and I highly doubt I would marry someone after like three months because I don't really know you at that point and that's just my personal opinion everybody's entitled to their own opinions um look at it however you think it fits but just me i'm not marrying someone after dating for three months That's what I've. All right. <sighs> I wanted to uh, throw this in right quick with you saying that uh, you wouldn't marry somebody after three months. And I think this sort of connects to the video, both videos, because. Yeah, you know, I'm not like crazy rush, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I don't think that one size fits all when it comes to that time thing. I, I think everybody's different. And if he, I don't like rushing to things because of an aged um, um, age Dad. time frame. Oh. But I do, I get it. You know, he's like, I'm 42. And we can do that now. And being a fellow early 80s baby, you know, that was not legal for our entire um, 20s, you know? <laughs> Um, actually, that wasn't legal in our 20s at all no. because it wasn't until at our early 30s that it was legal, you know? But we're able to do it, and we're doing it now, yes. Right on LGBT love, e uh, marriage equality, all of that, yes. Yes, we can. Yes, we are now. And that's why the... If you feel that you've connected with somebody on that level it, or early on, I don't see it as a problem. Anyway, my I enjoyed a lot of what he had to say. I was him talking about not having a lot of patience and uh, being gone at the first red flag reminded me of um, the book that I've read called Queer Love in Color by Jamal Jordan talking about, and one of the older gay couples 
married couple because we can marry now. Yes, we can do that now. <laughs> One of the older gay couples was talking about how it's difficult for older people to find their match because, and he used this word, he said, often by the time you're older, people are much more set in their ways and more grumpy. In other words, less flexible. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it is important to also remember that, keep that in mind. Um, I'm totally down with him on the kids thing, the three month thing, can't three months to a year. I think if it can work, great. If you're with somebody you've got, great. Ooh. And I'm going to talk about Kevin Samuels and then I'm going to finish it on Kevin Samuels. But um, Kevin Samuels talks about marriage and marriage is not a partnership. And that's because he's coming from a more traditional standpoint. Basic complexity, you're uh, one squared. Hmm. Um, yeah, basically it's that everyone is different on some level. Um, so you have to like critically think about future moves you make when it comes to relationships, marriage, whatever. And that's it. All right. And I will go back to Kevin Samuels. Yeah, I love watching Kevin Samuels. He is a hetero man offering advice predominantly to hetero women, sometimes hetero men. It's my understanding he actually started off his channel doing it to hetero men, but then he got much more views for the women, so it sort of shifted that way. And I get it. That's cool. And I like receiving his advice because the way that I receive the advice is I receive it as him giving advice to people who want a man. So for me, it's like, Yes, you're talking to a woman, but you're talking to people who want a man. So I'm like, yes, tell me. And uh, he had this one woman on, oh, also as far as the partner thing, yes, because he being a little more traditional, it's like he sees it as a hierarchy. You're not equal partners. There's a hierarchy in marriage. So it's like, oh, okay, believe what you want. And I promise, uh, please let me take a few extra seconds to do this because I have been practicing it so long. But um, I remember I was watching Kevin Samuel's show and he was talking to this one woman, a fellow geriatric millennial trying to find her man. And she was in her late thirties at the time. Now, you know, that means it was a few years ago. So she's like 39, 40 at this point. Mm -hmm. And she was saying something to him. And his response to her was like, well, now, you know, that means you can't, that means no watching porn. 
<laughs> and it just felt like he just made her out to be so dirty. But And all he said was that means no watching porn, but for a man <laughs> to tell a woman no watching porn, it felt like he said to her, and for you, Missy, that means no lonely, sorrowful nights sitting at home alone, masturbating, watching porn. And, and all he said was no watching porn, but it, it, it felt like it was much more. Anyway, and I, Kevin Samuels is outstanding, and as people always say when they talk about him, rest in peace, because, you know, he... He offered a lot that helped a lot of people, you know, even me, a gay man, you know, like, and it's not that he said, hey, I'm saying this for gay men like Aaron. Absolutely not, you know, but I receive a lot of, like I said, what he said, the advice that he gave as advice for people looking to get a man. And I think it even helped me. Ah, let me stop. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, my gosh. But um, my one sentence is, I call out the... Going back to, to the videos. <laughs> I call out the concerns also as I see them for myself. And like the Frank Ocean song... We all try. Mm -hmm. And it's a different context, but we mm -hmm. all try. We're all just trying to make it. The hashtag verse TV family, yes or no question. If you had the money, would you be a sugar daddy or like the Beyonce song, a sugar mama, 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 sugar mama? Anyway, all right. Are you ready for topic E? I was about to be like, all right, let's close out. No, we have to do topic E. Are you ready for the, uh, what is, topic E is the cerebral TV, 227. Are you ready, Kevin? Yep. When we come back, we'll close out. Hashtag Cerebral TV 227 at Kev on stage at Bama 2 Dads at Ryan Long Comedy. Hashtag Verse TV 227E. There is nothing you can say on the internet that somebody can't make negative. And there's also nothing you can say on the internet that somebody can then put words in your mouth and say something you did not say. For example, this lady posted this reel. She said, ignoring everyone who says it better be a boy this time and just praying for a healthy baby, which is, you know, gender reveal, this and that. I just want a healthy baby. Somebody responded and said, mom of an unhealthy kid here to say that those babies are equally valuable and worthy of love. She didn't say they weren't. She didn't say that unhealthy kids aren't, you know, worthy of love. All she said is I'm praying for a healthy baby. Somebody else said, whatever healthy means, if it's not healthy, then your prayers won't be answered. How is ableism different from being sex selective? So you can't pray for a healthy baby. No more. You can't wish for help. You can't even want help. You can't wish for it. So she said to the first lady, send you guys so much love. And another person responded, not sure what you mean by sending her love when you just insulted her child for not being healthy. 
But she didn't though. She didn't insult her child for not being healthy. All she said is, I'm praying for a healthy baby for myself. And you done told her that she won't love an unhealthy baby. You done said she insulted a woman's baby that she don't know. We don't need the internet. We definitely don't need comments because people will say you said anything. One time, Mel Mitch tweeted, food be good. Food be so good. And somebody responded, not all. But yeah, though. What did that add to our society? It's assumed you talking about the food you like be good. Why would you? Why would you? When Beyonce and Al Gore conspired to make the internet, did they think it would end up like this? Because I've had it. You just can't say nothing. Text Floridian Goose and Gander. Hey. Yeah. Well, I guess you've heard what the alphabet people are doing to the state of Florida right now. Yeah. And you think it's okay to affect their money like that? Oh, yeah. Well, you see, their governor is an idiot. And he started making laws that he thought would boost him up. But he didn't realize that the people he was making the laws against have the ability to fight back. So now people are not coming to his state. Um, they're not using them for their meetings and their festivals and all that kind of stuff. So I think so far just this season he's lost over $2 million. Something along those lines. And you think that's okay? Oh, absolutely. You see, when you come for us, we come for you. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Have a blessed day. Text Boomer Real Estate Tutorial. You hear a lot of millennials griping about how difficult it is to buy a home right now. Yep. But what they don't realize is that real estate's all about finding the right time to buy, which in my instance was 30 years ago. People always ask me, Bill, how'd you time the market so perfectly? And for me, I knew the exact time to buy was when I turned 27, just got married in 1990. I was working at the GM plant at the time, put down 18K on a 90K property, and that is now worth 600K. You know, and so instead of buying avocado toast, I went ahead and looked at the landscape and then was purposely born. 30 years prior to that into a generation that had a much better wealth creation engine. It's about timing your birth as much as it is about timing the market. You might have also noticed the price of college degrees going up at a time when more employers are requiring those college degrees, which is precisely the reason I chose to not be born in that era and carry that debt. But you'll notice a lot of millennials are too lazy to do that and they just end up being born when they're born. That's a huge mistake. Yep. And look, you need to have the discipline to make sure that your generation encourages government policy to drive the prices up to increase your wealth while suppressing the wealth of the next generation. That's another thing I use my market timing abilities to avoid being on the receiving end of. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a guy that made 500k on a single real estate deal. Haven't done it again since. One and done retiring with the perfect record. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I as well am batting a thousand with the one primary residence I purchased. <laughs> That is funny. I love all three of those. Now, I know that's cerebral TV, so I'm shutting up. <laughs> all right, hashtag Verse TV family. Oh, wait a minute. We have enough time to go into these songs right quick. Right. Now, you mentioned um, Whitney Houston's I Was Made to Love Her. And I'm, I'm proud of you for also acknowledging that yes, that was her and Lauren Hill on that song. And um, being, being that you're so far ahead with acknowledging all of that, hmm. do you, can you name 
the duet that Stevie Wonder and Whitney Houston did together on Whitney Houston album? All right. Yeah, with that one, you got me. All right. It was on the album, and I'm mad that I asked you that question. It was on the album, I'm Your Baby Tonight. And wow. Of course, the title is slipping my mind. <laughs> and I love that album. That's actually one of my favorite Whitney Houston albums. I think it is my favorite Whitney Houston album, which is interesting because it was very much a departure from her prior two albums, mm -hmm. you know? And then after I'm Your Baby Tonight came Bodyguard. And of course, that was also a shift in vocals, you know? So it's like, uh, anyway, but yes. I Was Made to Love Her by Stevie Wonder. I didn't, I, I, I guess, huh? Um, yeah, because she slightly changed the name of the song and it was a minor change. Well, of course she did. I was made to love him, but right. Stevie Wonder was I was made to love her. Right. Yeah. And that was heavily, very heavily sampled in that song. Is that was sampled or was it a remake? All right, that part I'm kind of confused on. Yeah, I probably need to go back and listen myself. <laughs> I'll also uh, shout you out for uh, calling out how CDs were so our generation. <laughs> yes, CDs are that thing, just like albums records like the big disc, the big circles. Yeah. That was my mom's generation. Yep. And you know what? She never got rid of her records. She had them like, I, I, don't, I don't think she ever actually got rid of them. When she moved, I, I don't even need to talk about that. I'll leave it alone. She never formally got rid of her records. And I don't think I'll formally ever get rid of my CDs. Oh, I know I'm not getting rid of mine. I know, that's right. Yes, absolutely. You know, I have a ton of them. I know. <laughs> I, you know, freshman year in, at Howard, I went home on the bus and that was when i lived in new orleans so it was a like two-day bus drive or whatever or i i had no it was a 24-hour bus ride and it required transferring and in transferring they lost my bags wow. and in order to verify that it was my bag to give it back to me the people who worked wherever 
had to go through my bags. And they went through my bags to verify it was mine and took what they wanted. And it just so happened that at that time, I had my entire CD collection in one of those folders. Wow. Yep. Wow. And they were like, oh, I'll take this because not only did I have my entire CD collection in the folder, I also had the album art there. It wasn't just the little CDs. It was the album art. Mm. And they were like, yeah, I want this. And it was work that I recorded in the uh, recording studio in high school that I volunteered at in New Orleans. Mm. And I had one of the artists who, one of the indie artists who is about my, I think she is a fellow 83 baby, yeah. who, who um, was working on a project at the studio and I had her album. All of that was just gone. <laughs> but I guess it's making somebody else happy. I don't know. Anyway, so this has been, uh, unless you had something else to say? Um, no. This has been week 227. There's no place like home, Fanta. With your family around you, you're never alone. You know, that was Marla Gibbs. I believe that was Marla Gibbs. Yeah. I tried looking it up, and it didn't give me a straight-up answer. But I'm pretty sure that was Marla Gibbs. Yeah, and so apparently huh? did not agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so week 227, 227. I'm Aaron Mack. I'm here with my good friend Kevin, aka CBC. Basic complexity. No. I did that's the intro. I'm Aaron Mack. You can find me Aaron Mack, A-A-R-O-N-M-C-K at B-E-R-S-T-E-A-B dot com. Aaron Mack at versetv.com. And you can also find Verse TV all over the social media landscape, the social media scape at Hashtag V-E-R-S-T-E-A-B or at V-E-R-S-T-E-A-B. We are all over, child. Anyway, let, let me stop. But yeah, we are all over social media. Just check us out. Say hi. We'll say hi to you, too. All right. Base complexity. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this should be interesting. Um. Yeah, I am Kevin, also known as Basic Complexity. All right, so you could find me first of all on Instagram, and I'm saying this and making it as simple as possible. So take two words, basic, starting with the capital B, yes, I see. Then Merge that with complexity, and that's capital C O M P L E X I T Y. And there is 
my name on Instagram. Then with the email, um, it we type the same way, basic complexity at V E R S T E A V dot com. And lastly, and I don't know how, but somebody already used the name basic complexity, so I couldn't quite use it. At the slightly change on TikTok. So with TikTok, <laughs> it's my basic complexity. So the way I spelled out basic complexity, um, then you could put capital M and lowercase y right in front of it. My, all of them together, no spaces. And that's what I have for TikTok. And that's everything I got. All right, hashtag Verse TV family. This has been week 227. And we will see you all next time. Same bad time, same bad channel. Talk to you later. See you. And yes. Hashtag verse TV. Yep. Peace. Hashtag verse TV.com. Yes, Kevin. Yes, you better point. Hashtag verse TV.com. Stay blessed. You know, it, it, this is a joke every single week. Talking about South 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 Park, where they had the person who would wear that shirt. Talking about I'm with stupid, and <laughs> they are points to the side where nobody's there. It's the same thing. I'm like Kevin. Uh, I mean Kevin. I mean anyway. And that's like, I mean, hashtag verse CV. Anyway, <laughs> talk to you later, family. We'll see you all next time. Peace, versetv.com. Stay blessed. All right. Yes. <laughs> hashtag verse TV. Kevin, aka Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV Family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV Family. 227.